Hey everyone, uh, apologies for the audio quality. We had some technical difficulties with the mic, so I had to go with the backup track, but I hope you still enjoy the conversation. Get ready for another episode of the SACnet podcast, where enterprise end users and tech industry experts come together to discuss in the trenches, real world solutions to the challenges faced by today's technology teams. And now your hosts, Yadine Porter de Leon and Tony Piscopo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the SockNet podcast coming from VMworld 2017. This is Eugene Porter de Leon at Porter de Leon on the Twitters. And with me today, very special guest, Duncan Epping, Duncan YB on Twitter. Duncan, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, one thing I didn't know about the Dutch is that you are very prompt. You're, you come early. Yeah, I, wasn't, I, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I guess I surprised you. You were still waiting. Well, what are you even expecting me? You were waiting for me at that point yeah. in time. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're very uh, prompt, very uh, strict as well when it comes to these things. So when someone else is not on time, yeah, you will see, see us leaving. So that's Yeah? Uh, do you yeah. do that with your sessions? How have your sessions been going? Do you boot anyone out of your sessions if they're like coming in late? That would be very <laughs> difficult. But I, you know, in some cases, we may call people out when they walk in late. Yeah. You know, yeah. Especially if I know them, then it's, uh, it's an easy target. It's an easy target. Yeah, you're just like, well, hey, Howard. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if Howard, does Howard come to your session? No, he wasn't there. Howard, where were you? Come on. <laughs> uh, so uh, so your, how have your sessions been going? Which ones have you done so far? So I've done two sessions yesterday. Uh, the first one was a panel session with uh, Rick Shearer was leading that, and then with Chad Sackage, uh, uh, Kate Colbert, and I believe Jonathan McDonald from the top of my head. Uh, yeah. He works for Google. And uh, Kit, of course, works for us as a CTO, and Chet is uh, from EMC, Dell EMC. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really interesting. It was a panel session. Uh, we had a lot of good questions, some interesting questions, surprising questions as well. You never know what comes up with the panel session, right? The audience just steps up to the mic, and some of them start talking about their own vSphere cluster and some of the challenges that they ha are having from a performance perspective, <laughs> for instance. And then, you know, the other end, you have someone asking, where the industry is heading towards in the upcoming five years. So it's a very broad, generic question. Yeah. And you get very interesting uh, answers as a result. And then at the end of the day, at, at uh, 5.30 actually, I had a session with Cormac Hogan uh, talking about the, uh, the top 10 things to know about vSAM. Oh, nice. And, you know, it's a challenging time at 5.30 because that's the bigger time that people head out, head out and, you know, start looking for drinks and, yeah. and food. But we were fortunate, the, uh, the room was pretty full and uh, people were really engaged and it went well. We had a lot of good feedback, so that was, uh, so far has been uh, you know, a good show. Fantastic. I mean, in, anything that you were coming here excited about uh, or anything that, that surprised you so far? Well, you know, I get excited about a lot of technology-related uh, things and uh, when you work for a company like VMware, there, there's always something changing, there's always something new, uh, you know, every three, four months. There's, there's new stuff coming out, especially when you're part of the business unit I work for. We have a new release every six months for vSAN, and then there's other products as well on top of that. But um, I guess this week, um, I thought the keynote was surprising. What I really liked was the, uh, the number of customers in the keynote. Uh, the, the, the one that surprised me most was the, uh, the person that worked for Cisco. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the keynote, but Cisco uh, is a... Uh, is a uh, the delivery company for food and you, and you name it and what, what surprised me is how quickly he related back what he was doing from a business perspective to technology and how he explained how he went about deploying 
a full data center in uh, via McLeod on AWS. In, oh, that's in awesome. like, That's like, fantastic. Exactly. Get a, a customer that big. Yeah, and it was a, uh, and the, the guy was a, a manager, so he was doing it during his meetings, and he was explaining how simple it was. And that, you know, that part of the keynote was so striking, how he explained, you know, he related back the business challenges that they had to the technology that they were using. So that was awesome. Uh, I like the uh, announcements around uh, around Pivotal, the use of uh, Kubernetes in Pivotal, and how VMware is working with Pivotal and Google uh, to uh, to offer enterprises out there a uh, you know Kubernetes style uh, Kubernetes as a service basically yeah. uh, for for customers. Uh, you know, in one end it's very uh, exciting. It was also surprising to a certain extent because especially in Europe uh, we do see. Customers starting to look at container solutions, but they're not as fast in terms of adopting it. There's a couple of customers that are ahead of the curve, but there's also a lot of customers that haven't even started looking at it. Maybe some of the developers are, but you know the infrastructure people are now starting to get you know engaged and starting to you know dip their toe in the water and trying to figure out what to do with this Kubernetes thing and the Docker <laughs> thing, and so that's slowly picking up. So I guess it's good for us that we're slightly ahead of the curve and uh, there were some interesting posing, uh, interesting questions posed during the keynote as well by some of the influencers and some of the bloggers asking, okay, why, you know, are you guys using Pivotal? Why did you guys choose uh, Kubernetes, right? Well, I guess, you know, if you look at it from our perspective, I mean, Pivotal, Pivotal is part of the, the Dell family, yeah. so that makes a lot of sense and, and Kubernetes is the, the leading platform out there. I mean. Ask anyone for four other names, and they will be, you know, thinking about it for 10, 15 minutes probably before they can come up with four or five other names. Yeah, and that has that robust, uh, you know, community open source support and and and, the, and been battle tested the way. Exactly, and more importantly, you know, one of the biggest companies on earth that has deployed uh, containers at massive scale, Google. Yeah, is behind it. So, <laughs> what else are you gonna pick? I mean, you can pick a random. That's, a, that's a pretty. That's a pretty good production. You know. Uh, yeah, test mean, case. You know they've tested it. You know they've done it for years. I mean, uh, in the keynote, the guy was telling that uh, they've been doing it for what was it, ten years? Yeah. Now eleven years. Yeah. So that's that's a long time. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was interesting. That is, you know, one thing uh, that I've noticed too that you're wearing your host deep dive uh, oh, yeah. hoodie. So is there is there a deep dive book in your future? So that's a good question. I've been talking about it with Frank. Uh, we did the uh, the HA and DRS deep dive, uh, three different versions. And we started updating it like a year ago, but we never got around to uh, to publishing it for whatever reason. I uh, I wrote the uh, the VSAN book together with Paul McHogan, and I was busy with that. And then there was an update on that as well. So um, now a week ago, two weeks ago, you know, I was talking to Frank. I'm like, yeah, do you want to update it? What should we do with the content? I delivered actually some of the content. So the HA content is available for free on uh, on GitHub and Gitbook. Nice. So if you go to ha.yellowbricks.com. You will find that content for free, but the DRS content hasn't been updated, and neither has the storage IA control and storage DRS content. So we are actually planning on updating that in the uh, in the future. I'm not sure how long it's going to take because um, the last time we updated it, it was version five dot something. So we need to bring it to six dot five, or potentially you know one of the upcoming uh, versions. So. Trying to figure out what to do with it. Do we do 6.5 and release it within six months, or do we wait for the next version to come and then release it on the day that the uh, the version is dropped? So it's got to be tough to time that. 
because it's not it's not an easy thing to just put a lot of really yeah. intense deep information for and keep it current yeah exactly but from that perspective we're kind of fortunate we both work for VMware so um, we know most of the folks in the engineering teams we've worked with those guys for uh, for the past three you know the five years uh, especially the HA and DLS guys we know them really well they know us really well so if they need to have feedback around certain functionality, when they're building it, what they do is they reach out to us first and we give them feedback. So we get a lot of the details way before anyone has even seen the data. So we're, you know, we're kind of fortunate when it comes to that. So you know, as a re uh, as a to return the favor, what we usually end up doing is uh, we create a lot of write-ups. We give them the write-ups. They give it to some of their engineers or so to their new engineers, and they use our material to you know get up to speed. You know, and then we get feedback on our material again and we can put that into the book so nice. from that perspective we're kind of fortunate hopefully we'll have something in the uh, you know upcoming six to twelve months again yeah uh well speaking of books uh i didn't write a, a deep dive but i did produce something that you helped out with so i wanted to thank you for helping out with the uh the community guide which i'm calling the vtrail map which is to help uh people in the vmware community get connected you know, move forward in their careers and level up, you know, what they're doing. And, uh, and, and you're in there and Yellow Bricks is in there. And also I think a couple of, uh, a couple of your, your blogs for, uh, for leveling up your career uh, are in there as well. And so I wanted to thank you for that. And uh, one thing though, that I wanted to, I wanted to develop more and I'm asking people about this section is the career section because the career is tough. I mean, to kind of, to create a two dimensional map on, you know, within a guide to show you where you should go with certifications plus skill sets plus passion plus, you know, where you're at, you know, in your life, it's a hard thing to do. Uh, where where do you see sort of some of the most important components? Because you've written about this, so the most important important components about how people should view where they're at right now and where they want to go, and bridging that gap of you know of either the skill sets or the or the mentorship or what they need to, to get there. So it's it's a tough question to be honest. Um, within VMware, we have a mentoring program, and um, as part of that, I've been mentoring a couple of people. So. We're, you know, get the question quite a lot. And the answer is, uh, you know, it's, it's, quite, it's quite difficult because the, the challenge is, is, is this, you know, it usually comes down to putting in a lot of hard work. So a lot of people ask me the question, how do you, you know, how do you went from working for, because I started out working for customers and then I moved to a consultancy company. And from a consultancy company, I moved to VMware and then within VMware, you know, I moved from being a consultant, so being a senior consultant within BSO. Then I started, you know, moved over to the cloud team. From the cloud team, I went to tech marketing. From tech marketing, I went to the office of CTO as chief technologist. So, you know, there are many different steps involved. And the question they typically get is, you know, how do you move from A to Z? Yeah. And it typically the answer is, you know, there's a lot of work involved. It's, you know, for me, it meant I had to spend a lot of evenings reading up. I was reading all of the white papers that VMware produced typically two or three times. I would spend a massive amount of time answering questions on the VMTN community. I mean, the, the VMware community uh, is, is fairly active. There's a lot of questions being asked and I wanted to become an expert on certain, uh, in certain areas. So the only way to become an expert is to read up and to start answering questions because that helps you simplify some of these concepts, right? Yeah, I really like that point too, is that it's, it takes extra work. And I it think, takes you know, a lot of work yeah. and that's something that a lot of people forget because um, you know, sometimes people ask the question, before they ask the question, like, you know, yeah, it's kind of a weird question to ask and you've been fortunate. I'm like, it has got nothing to do with being fortunate or being lucky. I didn't wake up on Monday morning just knowing things. I didn't wake up on Tuesday morning 
and someone offered me a job, well, they offered me a job well, because they saw that I was putting in work or I, you know, I was an expert in something. Like for instance, HA, I became the, uh, the tech marketing guy for HA because I knew a lot about HA and that was the result of putting in a lot of time and effort. So what I typically tell people is, first of all, you need to figure out what it is you want to do. If you want to become a tech marketing guy, well, then, you know, there's a certain skill set that you need. First of all, you need to be an expert in something, otherwise you won't be a technical marketing guy for that area. The other thing is that, you know, you can know everything you want about the feature, but if you don't know how to explain it to someone else, if you can't simplify it, if you can't present it, then that's where it ends. So, if you want to do something, you know, outbound facing, make sure you have presentation skills. Make sure you understand, you know, how to uh, get up in front of an audience and present. So, yeah. or even just like across the table, like you have yeah, two or exactly. three clients, this, it's still a presentation. Which is still difficult yeah. enough, right? Yeah. So I started out in BSO doing sessions for three, five, three to five people, which was very nerve-wracking. I, you know, I got extremely nervous. Yeah. And then I figured, you know, in order to get better at this, I need to start going in front of larger groups. So, you know, I did 10, 10 people, then I did 15 people, you know, I did a workshop for 20 people, and then I figured, yeah, you know what, I'll just submit a, submit a session for VMware which is probably the worst thing you can do. <laughs> because what happened in my case, I submitted a session for VMworld. And, you know, back then I already wrote a lot about HA. And it was a session about HA. And it ended up being a session in front of 700 people, which was the very first, you know, public speaking act I had, which is the worst thing you could do. So my recommendation to people who want to do something similar is, you know, go to your local VMworld, submit a session for the smaller events in front of 50, you know, maybe 100 people, you know, get... Be, you know, get used to being up on stage, and then it becomes, you know, over time it will become easier, especially when you're someone like me and you're nervous in front of larger audiences, you get really nervous, then, you know, that's the, the best way to go about things, and then as soon as you got, start getting out there, people will start noticing you're out there, and it starts to become easier as well to get into certain job roles, so, you know, depending on what you're targeting, start planning ahead, and, you know, make small steps, and Sometimes that's the one thing I was talking to someone yesterday, and you know, it's the one thing that came up. Sometimes you need to take a step back in order to go two steps forward, yeah. which is completely okay. Yeah, I love I love that too because sometimes you do you have to pull back, you have to stop doing something so you can start doing something else, and it feels like you're moving backwards or you're moving away from something you might have spent a ton of time, like you're like you know you're really into NSX or something else, and you might want to move away from from that, and you, that means you're like okay, you're kind of taking a little step back, relearning something new so that you. Can go forward if you're feeling stuck. Yeah, exactly. I think that's and, a great... And, and even sometimes, you know, you see people, like, people get into technical marketing. I was just talking to a, a, a guy half an hour ago. He used to be a tech marketing architect, and now he moved back into the field. So I asked him why, because it's a, kind of a weird career move, because a lot of people from tech marketing try to become, you know, chief technologist or CTO or field CTO, whatever it is. And he said, you know why? Because I love being in front of customers. That's the one thing I enjoyed most. I did the tech marketing for a while. I enjoyed creating collateral. But that was my passion. So sometimes also it may feel like a, a step backwards, but if that's where your passion is, that's that's fine. You know, yeah. do it. Do what you enjoy doing because you don't want to be miserable for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't chase title and pay just yeah. because you think that's what you should do. It's not worth it. Yeah, yeah. No, excellent point. Well, let's uh, let me switch gears a little bit and sort of wrap up on one uh, last thing, and, uh, and that's of course VSAN. Sure. And wanted to see where where you feel like it's at, and where what what excites you about what's happening in the future. I mean, where we're at, it's, uh, it's been crazy the past two and a half, three years. Uh, I was part of the, uh, the Evo Rail team back then, and I was already doing a lot of vSAN. Then Evo Rail moved over to EMC, Dell EMC and became VxRail, and I joined the, uh, the vSAN team. And since then, it just, it, it, 
I mean, it blew up. It's, you know, we went from back then 15, no, even 500 customers, and now we just announced 10,000 customers. So it's, wow. yeah, it's, it's crazy. Wow. And we're adding customers, like 100 customers a week. So it's, and, you know, we're talking customers in all types of ranges, small customers, extremely large customers, customers with, you know, 10, 15,000 physical hosts, right? All the way down to customers with two or three physical hosts. Yeah. So large, uh, large environments, small environments, and yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, we've had a whole bunch of releases, and, and, and this week actually, what we're doing, which is you know kind of new for VMware, is we have a lot of tech previews. So there's a there's a couple of sessions. Uh, Christian Dickman has a session where he's showing all of the new things in terms of how to operate vSAN. So he's he's for instance showing how we'll be doing uh, firmware upgrades using uh, Update Manager. And there's a, there's a couple of other demos that he has, and there's there's another session which is on. Uh, on data protection, uh, vSAN as it stands today is, you know, uses the regular snapshotting mechanism. It's kind of a, it's kind of similar to the vSphere snapshots. Yeah. And, and to be honest, vSphere snapshots suck. I mean, we, we <laughs> be open and honest about it. I've, right? I've heard that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they do well when you have two or three, but when you have hundreds yeah. for a single VM, you can't even go to that level, right? So, yeah. so we're changing, changing all of that. We're introducing, going to introduce a new vSAN snapshotting mechanism, and we'll have some scheduling and policy-based mechanisms, mechanisms around that as well, which will allow you to have, you know, a hundred snapshots for any given virtual machine locally, but also upload those snapshots to uh, to other locations. You know, and it could be NFS, could be another vSAN data store or something like that. So there's there's a lot of cool uh, cool things coming up, and of course also uh, the other thing that was announced yesterday. We have some uh, cloud-native in initiatives. I mean, you heard about the, the Kubernetes stuff yeah. with, with Pivotal, but also from our perspective, I mean, those the persistent data needs to be stored somewhere as well. So our team is also looking at that. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of exciting things coming up in the upcoming years. Yeah, no, that's exciting. All right, well, Duncan, I know you're busy, so uh, I'll let you go. And thank you so much for joining the uh, Socknet podcast. Uh, where uh, where can people find you uh, around on the show online? Anything coming up for you? Well, you know, in terms of the show, you'll see me running from uh, meeting to meeting, from <laughs> session to session, uh, probably. But you know, if you do see me passing by, you know, feel free to say hi. And uh, outside of that, I, I try to attend a lot of VMUGs. And you know, if you can't find me at any of the VMUGs, just hit me up on Twitter or my website. You know, DuncanYB on Twitter and yellowbricks.com is my website. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions or have a conversation about you know vSAN or anything else. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for joining the show. Thanks. Thanks. And that's our show. If you want a digital copy of the vTrail map, the community guide for your VMware virtualization journey, email levelup at druva.com or visit druva.com slash levelup for more information. Pull off your socks.